0: Hello and greetings adventurers. We have some exciting news here today at DM's Book Club. Our good friends TJ and Alex are launching the long-awaited Crucible magazine on Kickstarter. It's a monthly magazine packed with over 80 pages of 5th edition content like adventures, subclasses, magic items, interviews and more. Each issue comes as a monthly printed magazine and PDF. Not only that, Crucible has teamed up with Foundry Virtual Tabletop, and every issue comes with a complete JSON module with all the adventures and playable content included in one easy package. As somebody who DMs fairly regularly, I'm really looking forward to their DMing advice column. I'm always interested to hear what other Dungeon Masters have to say. For more information and to get a free copy of their launch issue, check out the Crucible Kickstarter at www.cruciblemag.com forward slash Kickstarter. There's a link in the episode show notes as well. Thanks very much. Go check it out.
1: Hi, and welcome to the DS Book Club, a podcast where we talk about Dungeons and Dragons and how we may fit it into our role playing campaigns. This week as ever I say this we say this week every time, but it's like this week, not surprisingly, it is Fiona. (laughs) And I Hamilton. I'm (laughs) good How are you, Fiona? I'm great, Hamilton. How are you doing? I'm good, actually. Yes, I'm Good. good. I'm good. I mean that honestly. When I say it like that, I mean it, honestly. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah. Well, we've got to that point now. Like, I think both between us, but also with other people, where we go, we ask, "Oh, how are you?" And then there's a moment going, "Oh no, are they going to actually tell us how they feel?" <laughs> and then we're like, "Oh no, no, we're okay." It's like, because you make you that we're decision. Doing
1: a, we're doing a podcast, <laughs> do you know, yes. like, yeah.
0: <laughs> like, we'll talk about our traumas and like, oh, the childhood backstory, etc. But uh, yeah, doing all right. I think it's it's, it's very weird. rainy here in London currently. It's <sighs> like pouring down with rain. How's it in Bath? Mm.
1: Yeah, crap. I looked at the weather app, it's just rain, 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 rain. And you know how the weather app goes beyond a week, which really annoys me because then you get more than a week of knowledge that it's going to rain. So (laughs) it's 10
0: days of just misery. That's Mm. how
1: it is. One was windy. (laughs) Oh,
0: (laughs) just a little bit of variety in
1: that. (laughs) I think it was probably more windy than it was rain. It was still 80% chance of rain, but whatever.
0: Oh, okay. But we're now extra
1: wind. So just with extra wind plus wind. Uh, Moving on from Wind Damage. What are we talking about this week, Fiona, on this fantastic podcast? This
0: fantastic podcast. Well, today, actually, I thought we'd talk about something that has actually really interested me for a long time when we come to D&D. Mostly Mm. because if I go... Do I have it next to me? I think I do. She says... Of course, I've got all my D&D books next to me, but I want Mm. to talk about today about the Beholder, which I'm just holding (sighs) up the Monster Manual, where Mm. it is beautifully emblazoned on it, this... I mean, how would you describe the beholder from this image, Hamilton?
1: Batshit crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> like, what the like run. Yeah? Like Yes. Yeah. Pretty much pretty,
0: run. Yeah. As if you can imagine basically a ball of fury <laughs> with way too many eyes, that is what a beholder is. And I was watching uh I was watching a documentary recently that I think is the the In the Eye of the Beholder, which is a D&D art. A documentary that came out a couple of years ago and it talks about how important the artwork is to D&D things so that you can describe it and then hold up what you're just looking at and then yeah. seeing the players' faces go oh no, that's sort of like yeah. what are we going to do? Because there's only so much description you can do it so I always think well I mean all of these types of beholders we're going to talk about today all have really good artwork so I would highly recommend checking them out yeah, but yeah I thought we'd check out a classic d monster, one that's been in from the very beginning, and it's, mm. like I said, it's visually terrifying, it's stunning, and it's very iconic, and I personally didn't know much about them until uh, I got into Critical Role, and that was kind of, uh, spoiler to say, but one of the first big bosses mm. they had to face was uh, a Beholder, and just that whole battle really sort of made me sort of enamoured with how they act, how they do, because so, they are a pretty tough creature. So I thought we'd look at Volo's Guide to Monsters' sort of Beholder's Bad dreams that come true chapter, mm. and I thought,
1: good title. We'll just go from them. there. Oh, we should have gone with that title. Bad dreams. No, I guys. quite,
0: I, li- I quite like behold this. Behold
1: pretty... this. <laughs> 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 Sorry, yeah. that's all it's got. They, that they, they are pretty. Uh, I, 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 couldn't figure out, and I don't know this. If you don't, know, a beholders, a D and D creation. Like they're not from anything else before. Do they so come I... from anything. in so, like, any you know lore what
0: I. D- no, is the answer to this. I always wondered if they were inspired, perhaps, by Doctor Who, because Doctor Who sort of came out just before. So you've got like the Daleks, perhaps, that mm-hmm. sort of that mentality. But other than that, I don't really know. And I'm sure someone will let us know asap. It's some sort of uh, ancient folklore about eye monsters that float and sort of mm. like uh, freeze you with different sort of magical rays. But I don't know. I so I, I according I, I'll to, have to
1: the internet, according to oh, the please. internet and the D and D lore wiki. You know, so there you yeah. go. The beholders were designed by a chap named Terry Kuntz, brother of Rob Kuntz. In 1974, had been a player in D and D creator Gary Gygax's campaign for two months when he invented the creature, which Gygax made some minor changes to before including it in the Greyhawk supplement in 1975.
0: Wow, you've been playing for two months and you come up with a terrifying creature like that. That's
1: that's a pretty know, high standard. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that is pretty impressive, isn't it? <laughs> like, mm. yeah, I'm just going to... Well, like, maybe he was an optician.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst thing I can inflict upon my patients? Yeah, I know. Exactly, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> you know, you never know. So, um, but yeah, that's it. So that's, that's all it says. Yeah, Gary Gargas even mentions, I cannot take credit for the Christian question as the Monstrous is, because Terry Prince came up with the Beholder after he playing my campaign for about two months. Yeah, so there you are. Oh. Two eyes double sourced. That is double source. Well, they you Live go. double f- source.
0: That is the first reference we've ever had on Dion's
1: Book Club. So congratulations, Hamilton, <laughs> for doing Yay! We've, wow. Have we have we gone professional? No. Never. <laughs> no, never, never, no never, never, because we did it live on, on camera. The, the yeah. question yeah, is... Exactly. There we are. But anyway, continue. We were talking I, about...
0: I'm well, <laughs> we talking about Beholders. So yeah, these bizarre creatures are... Uh, they're sort of described as having an alien intelligence, sort of inhuman forms of perception, mm. and... This is the bit I didn't know. It was this ability to shape reality just through pure force of will mm. and even by their mere presence, which we'll go on to a little bit later. But I think the yeah. key the key sort of thing uh, that will come become apparent to, I think, your players when you're putting in... Uh, mm. Beholders into the game is that they are arrogant. They are, I'm the most superior being here. You're all inferior to me. Even mm. other beholders, which again, that's why I sort of compare them to sort of almost like a Dalek type creature because they are very sort of uh, xenophobic. Isol, mm. uh, isol- I- isolationists? No, that's not it I sh- mm. What are you looking for? I don't know. It's What's the uh,
1: word? Give me, give me, give me a hint. Isolationists. Isolationists. That's it. Yeah, isolation. <laughs> like yeah survivalist yes, sort of things survivalist
0: that that's perfect yeah that's exactly it they're sort of like mm. they're on their own and if they see another one of their creatures they're sort of almost compelled to to do battle until only one stands only there can be only one beholder yeah. so to speak which i thought like is pretty cool <laughs> exactly like highlander we could just remake the whole of highlander with beholder to be honest
1: it's a very easy check, cuz highlander beholder Okay, JR, I'm going to get on it and I'll make that front <laughs> cover now. Okay, oh, I will do no. that. <laughs> there could be only one and I a big Xanathar. Just one yeah. eye beam. My eye beam's Goes shooting up. to the sky. Oh, wow, that movie. D- wizards, make it. Do <laughs> it. <laughs> make it wizards.
0: But uh, but yeah, so uh, it's just this idea that they are mm. sort of arrogant, but they're also incredibly paranoid because obviously they feel that they are the best creature in the room, you know, they're the most yeah. intelligent, smartest. So as a result, everyone wants to kill them. And it's yeah. that playing that arrogance along with that paranoia that really makes them sort of a a really violent threat. Because obviously if you start to parlay with uh, I, I would say a typical beholder, obviously I know we'll mm. go into all the different uh not tropes but different sort of uh, species of beholder later it's you know it's a fine line because obviously it's that sort of thing a bit like dragons in a way where you have to appeal to sort of their sort of good nature but one wrong word or one failed check then that beholder's going to turn on you because it's going to get so paranoid that you're you're just saying nice things just to get on it on the side and then you're going to kill it ah you know that sort of like it's and i I, I always think of it very sort of like I always want to say like almost like Winston Churchill esque sort of like, Wow, ah like that sort of like going around then sort of just acting sort of very erratically and sort of because all these yeah. thoughts are just going through its head at such super speed.
1: Oh uh, yeah, he's sort of bumbling about and sort of just like muttering and go, oh yeah, yes, gonna kill and then disappearing and then just coming back with blood everywhere sort of thing. Ah, did it great. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, just no, like just yeah, fantastic. You it. Yeah,
0: no, I, I think it is just a a way to play them as just sort of that erratic behaviour. It's like, what's going on? I don't understand. But it like almost like speaking your thoughts mm. out loud because what I just I, I like that, and I know some of the other beholder types do sort of think uh, telepathically as well. But I love that idea. You sort of come into range, and it's something that your whole thoughts are like just assumed like by this sort of. Uh, ongoing commentary as someone's talking to themselves because <laughs> you're like oh no, 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 no I can't no I could oh, mm. you know that's just constantly yeah. that's just really annoying in your the edge of your consciousness
1: <laughs> I like that that's very cool I, I I've had to play a beholder because I th- yes. had to play Xanathar in w- Waterdeep Dragon Heist. and mm. he's got some interesting his layer is actually quite interesting Mm. But I will, maybe we'll get onto that later because it talks specifically about dreaming, and I think we'll come to that. But when I played him, I, I sort of just, I kind of made him comical because they are sort of comical as yes. well. Like, because yes, they are scary in those photos, but then when you when you really think about it, they're just like a big eye. <laughs> like, what is what is that? Do you know what I mean? And they sort of float around, and um, so I sort of played him comical. And then on Dragon's Jewel, we had the we did a Beholder Disco. And we had like nerdy beholders that were like trying to get into the ball and wanted dates, and they and they were and they thought legs were cool because they don't have legs and what's walking and stuff like that, you know. Like and they were all like enamored by legs because they're like, oh my gosh, (laughs) limbs, amazing, whoa, (laughs) Whoa," you know. And uh, and I think there's something kind of like easily comical about them because because of the shape of them and the sort of like uh, the fact that they're just a load of eyes on storks, you know, even yeah. though they are highly deadly, but they also yes. are kind of Bulbous and lumpen and sort of stuff like that, and yeah, I kind of
0: like yeah, them. Yeah, no, no, I, I completely agree. The appearance of them, obviously, is kind of terrifying. Like you said, as they've got usually a giant eye, uh, mm. way too many teeth, like a huge sort of maw, and then mm. all these other eyes, are all sort of darting around a bit like a Medusa's head type thing. Mm. So to go from this sort of image and then having almost like a, like he was sort of portraying like a, a mild, very meek beholder, yeah. um, or go on to probably gazers in a little bit. This yeah. idea of like a very small beholder that is like an annoying dog, as it's yes, sort of exactly. described. in the thing and it's I just that sort of like getting that disconnect Cause obviously people will be frightened of these creatures and then you're like
1: what's going on yeah <laughs> it's like like, huh? like samathar with it because with samathar he's got his little fish bowl and his little yes. fish silgar that he loves and you so i just like made him like this very doting like figure like parent figure with this like little little fish bowl and making <laughs> him just care more about that than anyone else involved mm-hmm. and sort of yeah. But then obviously realizing that you would know that if you did anything to that fish, you would probably be wiped from existence, you know, like yeah. so kind of kind of like that sort of play on um care and Fear and like terror, <laughs> sort of like, yeah, okay. almost
0: yeah, like taking that doting parental kind of figure and then mm. turning up to the extreme where you're like, Oh, if you, yeah, if you do something wrong, then they're gonna be really cross with you and like, How dare you, <laughs> you know, and that's yeah, yeah. And I will go on to a lot more about the Xanaphar as well because it does talk a bit of it at the end of the chapter, mm. uh, because yeah, and yeah, it's always interesting, but let's talk, let's go back to that what you were saying about the birth. Of a beholder or how they oh, dream yes. essentially yes. so that like, this is a bit i didn't know about but essentially beholders uh produce themselves uh through dreams mm. they have because they are so intelligent and they're constantly thinking all the time so even when they're sleeping um which is a ter- again it's one of those things where we're sort of t- talking about comical stuff it's like do they have nightcaps and if they do is it for the big head or is it all for the small yes. <laughs> or is it
1: like a glove is it like a glove oh, yeah. with little fingers? <laughs> like, like a
0: little snug sort of. Yeah. Uh...
1: Or is, anyway. is it a glove or a mitten? Is what we're asking for, basically. Yes, exactly. Yes.
0: But yeah, so when they dream, they have very vivid dreams where it can be dominated by images of itself or other beholders in yeah. brackets, which may or may not exist. So the yeah. idea that it's so concentrating on itself this sort of self-image that it could create different versions of, of beholders it's never met, and when you when it dreams of another beholder, the act mm. itself, this dream creates a warp in reality uh from which a new fully formed beholder springs forth um and it might be a, like i said a direct duplicate of it mm. it might be some different variety which we'll go on to but it's a true it could also be a truly unique creature that can be only spawned from imagination of a twisted sort of beholder so if you if you're thinking like if you wanted to create like a beholder wizard type thing and then there's mm. just all these other creatures that aren't necessarily beholders but you could just come up with like it's i think that would be an excellent opportunity to sort of homebrew minions or anything like that that just yeah. appear just the way it's sort of thing. So you don't have to have suddenly loads of beholders you have to de- deal with, although that sounds amazingly fun as that well. That does sound quite
1: fun. I'm now imagining because with that law, because I didn't know that law either when I, we did the nerdy beholder, but now in my mind, the theory is that they were just watching way too much, like they were really into Dungeons and Dragons, and they made loads of nerdy beholders or something like that. I don't
0: know. I, I love like into Dungeons and Dragons, but also like into '80s films, yes. like you know, like um, yeah. coming of age films where
1: they like you exactly. have to go to the dance. Oh, yeah, that's oh. it. Like, that's literally no, actually, that's what it is. They just watched loads of like yeah, it was a beholder who just watched. Uh, was it Sixteen Candles and, yes uh, uh, that's the film I was thinking <laughs> of yeah and what's the other oh it's uh, the, the Breakfast Club and all yeah. that sort of stuff he just watched loads of those went yeah. to sleep and then woke up and then had this nerdy bald disco these consistently of the other happening <laughs> <laughs> I love, love that idea
0: so yeah well, let's go into some of the main types of ones so we, mm. you've kind of mentioned so y- if uh, if they dream and they produce mm. something that's similar to themselves these are sort of known as so- solitary beholders so you're basically mm. similar to them and they're sort of basic Instinct. As soon as they see each other, is to kill each other on sight. So this mm. whole idea that, one that you know, they, they are the perfect image of themselves, and any other beholders is probably there's some flaw in them, no matter what it is. So I thought mm. that could be quite interesting to play, like this idea that you, you 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 your party comes into the lair ready to take, and there's two of the beholders fighting, but you yeah. can't tell necessarily what, which one's the original one, which mm. one has the weakness in quotation marks there mm. or has the quirk they're, or, they're, or you have them as complete polar opposites like they're different mm. colours they're different personalities like you said one's like the really doting parental figure and one's like yeah. the moody teenager is like having that dynamic having <laughs> that sort of exactly that. <laughs> like, how could you oh my life is ruined you know the eyes like <laughs> has, just, has
1: his eye stalks over an emo curl yes, just an like emo down was, his yeah just like, oh. yeah, like
0: a, a fringe absolutely just like
1: um, what's his oh, okay Kevin and Perry, uh, or something like that. Sorry, as well. Yeah.
0: yeah, Kevin and Perry, beholders. Whoa, Kevin and Perry go large. Beholders go large. That will be god that, i've not watched that film in years and that is such a good film but uh yeah anyway
1: <laughs> it's such a hard terribly hard. good film if you know what yes, I mean, it's terribly it's good
0: terrible, film terrible yeah.
1: but it's good in its own it way is, it is good of fun. Its time
0: <laughs> of its time that is uh, it's the way we label those films from those, those eras absolutely exactly. uh, the second kind is uh eye tyrants so these are mm. the xanathar so these are the beholders that have uh i say they have suppressed uh, so those sort of xenophobic traits and paranoia, mm. and they choose to live as the leader or something, or live with other humanoids or other mm. uh, other creatures. So in that, those communities, so this would be the perfect example where again, leader of a thieves guild or or mm. the potions person in towns like that. So they suppress it enough, but there may be some things it says, or, or something could tip it over depending on what it is. So it's a still a dangerous presence, but yeah. it's something that you could in- easily introduce to your to to your your players early on, and you're mm. like, hey. No, is this for later? And you're like, oh, God, OK. I, I, like uh, having a shopkeep beholder would always be a good fun one, I think, yes. just to have that sort of in the background, like, you know, any bargains could could it easily end badly. So, yeah, I just got that. I like cool.
1: that. I'm stealing that one for you. And that's going in the in the DM book. <laughs> that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, damn straight. Damn straight. Beholder like, shopkeep for arcade items. Yes.
0: Oh, like, um, need um it'd be like something like Needful Things, you know, that Stephen King's novel. It'd be like, yeah. behold, I don't know. In in the bag of beholding, I don't know something.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, just something kind of like, like that. Just a much more dangerous Pumat soul, basically, is what I've got in my <laughs> yeah. mind. Just like
0: yeah. So we've talked about eye tyrants, and we've talked about what solitary beholders mm. are. Let's go on to the other sort of more common type of beholder, which is a lot of them, but smaller or just all around them. So they're called yeah. beholder hives, essentially. So this is when a beholder may experience a dream where it sees itself in a mirror or see themselves, like in a, like almost like a house of mirrors or like That's a exactly what I had in my
1: mirror. mind, wasn't it? They sort of yeah. Exactly. Or like the freaky ending bit to uh Interstellar. <laughs>
0: yeah. hundred percent. So, yeah. So this idea that there are all these different reflections, all these different personalities and stuff. So when the dreamer awakens, these are all little newborns essentially, which are almost extensions of itself, but like a, a like a, a pale reflection of it, essentially. Mm. So and, and rather than before, where they would just normally fight to the death or it's sort of like it's a more of a hive mind thing, so there'll probably just yeah. be a group of them, almost like a family of them. Which I again love that idea because that is also equally terrifying. You come across yeah. one, and you're like, have that battle. And you're like, oh, we did it. We defeated the beholder. <sighs> oh no. That, oh was, no, that was the baby. <laughs> they come swarming in. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Toplifane from Doctor Who. Always sort of the the balls coming down with the uh, the master. Uh, you forget I drums.
1: have not watched any Doctor Who. I'm just gonna say it anyway. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, we'll get it somewhere, and we could put something clip in there. We'll get you know, a clip in there. It also then makes you think of like when we did the spelljammer with the beholder, um, uh, tyrant ships, weren't they called? They were, def- mm. they were called tyrant ships, weren't they? I can't remember, yeah. I can't, yeah, but, but they had like a whole group of them almost group like in a web. Orb, the orb eye and the and the, <laughs> the queen it. beholder, and uh, yeah, and all that sort of stuff, which just makes you think of these like hive hive ships of beholders that you just don't Mm. want to turn up to
0: (laughs) yeah you you don't want them to appear on your sort of thing so yeah Yeah. these hives can contain anywhere between three to ten beholders i guess if you're a dm Obviously, the more fun you can have, that you know, we're ten beholders. But if you're like, that sounds like a lot of family sibling rivalries and stuff like that. Just, I always think, um, yeah. do it in do it in odd numbers, so three, five, seven, because I think that's always like a you can always get enough variety in them. I always think.
1: Yeah, so. you want someone in the middle, don't you? You always want. You always Matt. need a middle child. The, oh, yeah, sure. exactly. That's it. <laughs> um, my uh, this this one the sort of death tyrants. Yes, is obviously I thought would be a a Fiona favorite as my new term for anything horror themed. Fiona favorite, I love that. Have it stamped on Fiona. Fiona 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 favorite. favorite. (laughs) It's horror themed. (laughs) Ff. Uh, So if it worries too much about its mortality and dreams of Mm. death, fearing this, this, and its dreams might of this uh, comes to like, it worrying about trying to live on after death and worrying mm. about to prevent its own death may be transformed into a death tyrant, which is an undead beholder, yeah. which just makes it even, like, why? Like, why do you need that? Oh, well, because you do. And, uh, but, it's, and... but
0: it's interesting that this is the only kind of beholder that transforms itself, mm. like, rather than create another one, if you see what I mean. Yes. So I, it, it totally makes sense, that paranoia, that intellect, like, eating mm. in on itself. And what I quite liked was that idea that... um the way it dreams itself mm. being slain, it mm. is reflected in its appearance. I thought that was yeah. a really cool, Ooh. like, flavoursome thing you can do.
1: So it's like got so, axes in its face. It's got this big like scar down there. Like, mm. yeah. Oh yeah, oh, like cool. a
0: blind eye or something like that. Like it gives the example, yeah. uh, like a death tyrant might imagine itself being slain by frost giants, so it will go and relocate inside a volcano or something like mm. that. But I, which I think it makes sense in a way. Like mm. it gives an example like where, where you could just drop them in anywhere, right? But mm. I think there's just something a bit. I don't know, you could just do a bit more to it. And they mm. they are one rating level higher, rating challenge rating higher mm. than the normal beholder. I um, guess because beca- you
1: can't use non-magical weapons on them. Is that why?
0: Uh, I can't remember exactly why, but they their um icone, which we'll go into in a bit more detail in a bit, it's mm. different. It's not an anti magic one, it's like an anti energy one. Which That's means if it's sake. if you get if you get caught in it, you can't heal at okay. all. So yeah. if you die and if you die on mm. the next turn, uh, you rise as a zombie and mm. still act on your initiative and all that sort of thing so it's a it's a little bit worse i think but a, that idea that you can't necessarily heal or you can't you know all that all that sort of thing compared to not using magic is a i quite like that as a as a alternative i guess but yeah deaf tyrants look very cool as well just the the image of them this idea of this huge skull and then the eyes almost like orbs of energy swirling around it it looks very mystical very very horrid like very that. fiona I yeah, like that, really
1: yeah. They're very cool. The only thing that I wondered with them that would be quite fun is if you mix them together. <laughs> and so yeah. you had like a hive of Beholder Death Tyrants all floating oh my around. God. Do you know what I mean? Like oh. some sort of haunted house, <laughs> <just> never ending, <laughs> sort of just like every door, you know, that sort of Boo. really play on that trick of like, you know, you check every door. Well, every time you check that door, it's just a death tyrant and you've got to get through it. <laughs> like, I don't know, it death different. tyrant, death tyrant, what's yeah, a... behind
0: door number three? It's a death tyrant.
1: Yeah, it's another death tyrant. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, oh, no, hate that. Mm. I hate that a lot. Um, but there also are um, sort of subsets of be- Beholders. Mm. They're called beholder kin. So they are Beholders in sort of maybe appearance, or people would confuse them for actual Beholders, which I think is a really cool idea as well. So mm. again, if your players, you know, see this image of Beholder, and you know, it's on all the mm. all the books and all the animations or whatever, and they go, well, it's a Beholder. You're like, oh no, it's something much worse. Uh, for example, the Death Kiss which I think is a Fiona
1: favourite I thought that was another (laughs) Fiona favourite as well because it's got vampires in it
0: it's got vampires (laughs) yes and actually yeah there's obviously the one later on which is the eye drake which I think was your kind of favourite where you've got a dragon beholder hybrid but yeah the the death kiss is this idea that the beholder has a nightmare of like fighting a vampire Mm. and it results in this death kiss which survives solely on blood it almost has like suckers or teeth instead of Mm. eye stalks and what what I loved about it it said like it can be mistaken for a true beholder but it might purposely present itself as a beholder in some poor lighting to get a little bit closer, and then, and then like, f- yeah, suck the blood does out. Does it of give? Like,
1: oh. Does it give you? Does it give you vampiric sort of things? Do you know what I mean? Does it? Does it affect you in a vampiric way? Do you know? What so let me. Make so uh,
0: yeah. So it does do blood drain. So a creature grappled by a tentacle it must, take, yeah. must make a Constitution saving throw. On a fail save, mm-hmm. it takes twenty-two lightning damage. And the death mm-hmm. cast regains half as many hit points. So okay. it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty good and then lightning blood the creature within five feet of the death, ki- uh, the death kiss takes five lightning damage whenever it whenever it's hit by death whenever it hits a death kiss so it's got almost right. an aura as well okay. as you're going up to hit it and stuff so oh, cool, yeah right. Bloody hell. and the and the, again the image of it it looks like almost like a squid-like floating creature but with like yeah the, the sort of like teeth yeah. on the end of the thing it it's actually so- kind of looks
1: sweet Comparatively, it, does. it looks to... very
0: innocent compared yeah. to the others, uh, yeah. but deadly. And it's but this is the other thing: so well, that image of it, it's large. This to me, like the image of it, looks very small to me, but imagine it's the same size as an actual beholder. Yeah. So it's oh, <laughs> scary. I, I would because I would see these as more like parasitic, like maybe smaller creatures. So you maybe have like a hive yeah. of them, perhaps. Yeah, and they're all sort of swarming around, but actually, a big one of those would not, would not want to face that at all.
1: No. No, they, they don't look fun. <laughs> well, they just don't sound fun, do they? They're just, they are just they look very sweet and innocent, and that's when you think... That's when you know they're the terrible one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If it's a series of beholders, and then there's the little sweet one, you're like, no. <clears throat> I'll fight the big one, because I know that one's going to be simple. Yeah. The sweet, you, close that,
0: you close the door and the death kiss, you're like, nope, I'd rather face that death tyrant. Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: Because <laughs> I know that's evil, I know what that's going to do, whilst this one like, is going to literally... You know yeah. blood sucked like, <laughs> drying. It's it's
0: like that little bit in Jurassic Park where the guy sort of gets attacked by that little viper and he goes, Oh you're so cute, and he goes, <laughs> And it yeah, just
1: exactly. kills him straight off, you yeah. know. Exactly. Um, That's exactly what it is. Or the little yeah. ones in Jurassic World or whatever it is, the little mm. conf- Yeah, oh masses. yeah, where they all sort
0: of yeah, take over and stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Well let's let's talk about what I would what I would consider and most people would consider the cutest then, or the sweetest kind of colder. these are called gazers now i will admit before reading about beholders i wasn't so sure about gazers they looked weird um and i was like "Mm, not so sure but now i'm convinced that they are the cutest little things really (laughs) i think so because so so essentially these are tiny aberrations where we thought that the death kiss is much much bigger this one's much smaller and this these gazers are born out of fever dreams you know where the sense yeah. of scale of that beholder who's dreaming is warped or distorted which i think is a oh, cracking no, they idea. are
1: quite idea actually now i've seen some more art of them i'm like yeah, yeah i okay. think i
0: think the I, I think i do think the original art of them isn't as good as it could be but yeah. there's the society there's a tiny manifestation of a little beholder and because it's it's uh, warped and distorted it just kind of follows it's create around like a little aggressive puppy, uh, which again you can have a lot of fun with. And it's you know there is a variant where you could create it as a familiar for a wizard or mm. you know instead of a pseudo dragon perhaps. And I just thought oh, that was such a cute little thing to do. Mm. Um, it can't speak, but it can mimic words. Uh, and it's like a Kenku. In a high... Yeah, like a kenku, <laughs> uh, which I love. Uh, it's like a, it's got a little high pitched mocking manner, which I think is great as a result. So having that sort of you could you could you know I think as a DM if someone goes I want to, I want to have a gazer you're like great that's an easy character I can I can get you into all sorts of trouble with I think any pets that you have uh, and certainly the the more curious or the ones that are stand out from the others the better means as a DM you go. Uh, what's happened to your gazer? And they go, oh, where is it? And you go, well, I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> it flew away and it's gone into the market without you seeing.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. I like that. They are they are cute now. Okay, I'm on board. They're cute. <laughs> They're cute. Okay. I've seen some more art. The next one, which is the spectator, is just like a mm. bigger version of it, I'm, from what I can gather, basically. Mm. It's just like a smaller but bigger version. But the mm. one that really freaks me out is the gouth. That the just Gulf. looks really freaky.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because both of those are much similar than each other. So this this mm. idea of the the spectator is a it's just it is a, a beholder that's been drawn across a plane or something like mm. to keep guard or keep watch. And the fact that it's been drawn to this other place, I, it has this really cool sort of um, I would describe like almost like a ritual where, where when it's pulled over to this other place, it loses the four out of the eight ice stalks that mm. it has which is, I, I, again, it's something which maybe makes it stand out differently to the others. But yeah, this idea that it's it's deadly, it's it's foul, mm. and it's just like, it's just a magical guardian and it stands watch and it has yeah. that same sort of thing. It's not as aggressive as a big beholder, but it mm. is just sort of waiting and biding its time. And then I, the idea that once it's done its duty, it kind of doesn't want to leave because it's like, this is all it's known. And mm. it's just, it loses when it loses its purpose, then that's when the sort of flickers of madness come about. So I think that's really yeah. cool. That is but cool. as you said... On the flip side, the Galf is essentially it comes from the same. They come from the same plane, but it's it's what happens when the ritual goes wrong, and it sort of just appears out of nowhere. And yeah. the image of it as well is so different. Was like it the is. big sort of orbital eye with a, a
1: ring of little eyes around, and very it. skin stretched and sort of zombie esque in a slight way. I guess that's something. Yeah. yeah, it
0: looks almost like brain like. way, yeah. isn't it? Like so. And this one, I I do think it's interesting because it's um. It's the idea that it survives. It sort of sustains itself with magical uh, yes. objects, and so they have this, which really makes cool... it
1: even more evil. Because <laughs> you're fighting yeah. it, you got your fantastic magical item, and then it, and then your it magical goes, item. No, 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 no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because it has. Uh, yeah, it has a devour magic ray. So again we'll go into all these iRAs uh, in a second i guess but this idea that uh, you know he uses it you target it by it you do a dexterity saving throw it. it's not necessarily high one it's a dc 14 mm-hmm. but if you fail it you have one of your magical items lose all its magical properties to the start of of the gauss next turn so that could be your cloak of flying that could That's be it. uh it could be the rod uh the immovable rod it could be anything it's it's stuff <laughs> that is affected that's not single-use items like potions or scrolls. Yeah. So, and, and, and if it's got charges, it loses like 1d4 charges. So that could be quite significant yeah. as well. Like again, if you're using like a wand and it goes down to no charges and then you roll, because obviously sometimes they might break on a uh, when you lose all the charges. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that, Ray. It's pretty... Good. but they also have they also have this thing called stunning gaze so yeah. this idea that at the beginning of each turn is this this eye this horrific eye you if you start your turn within 30 feet of it uh you've got to do a wisdom saving throw or um if you're in, and, and then you if you fail you are stunned to the end of your next turn to the t- start of your next turn so you could just be you just could maybe not do anything for several turns as you just can't get out of this eye ray it just oh i love
1: it it's awful (laughs) it's awful (laughs) I really just I know it's fun and it's like that's really going to push your players to to, but if if it starts to turn within 30 feet I mean you could literally just that could wipe out a party so easily though couldn't it if they are all bunched together they all fail a, a wisdom save imagine if they just got low wisdom you just never know like start of it that's a whole turn it's just you could have yeah. like half it says you out. can
0: avoid you can avert your eyes to avoid yeah. the sa- you yeah, to avoid the saving throw but even then mm. like attacking then you've it got
1: a disadvantage attack and stuff like exactly,
0: that exactly yeah and then it has this death throws ability so when it dies the magical energy within it that like, obviously it's been consuming explodes and each creature within 10 feet of it must make a dexterity saving throw or take force damage so that's even more mm. like but it's interesting because it's only a challenge rating six compared to, like, I think Spectres are challenge rating uh, three as a result. Mm. So
1: it's... Maybe it's, it's actually, maybe it's not too bad when you actually get into playing it, but uh, mm. maybe it just feels... I think that's a lot of things as well, a lot of these these things. A lot of the challenge rating comes down, you know, to... to you know, it could come down to luck, couldn't it? You could be really unlucky with those roles and it could turn really badly and you could have someone who just makes it really easy because you don't get stunned and you just get some good because the armor class of 15 isn't very high really yeah. is it to be honest so yeah, it's quite exactly. and the,
0: the, fly, the fly speeds as well like the fly speed of it is only 20 feet that's true so you can't actually it can't, can't rush at you it's no. very slow and probably a little horrible as well i guess it's that mm. it is that stunning gaze ability as well that yeah. just really, really puts it and the, the rays are a little bit different where you've got like a pushing ray and all that sort of thing so it's yeah it's it's a little bit different i think but it's it's interesting, mm. but it is yeah. I think it'd be interesting to play that throughout a combat, perhaps. Maybe like maybe you do the combination of a couple of spectres and a galf as well. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, as you said,
1: maybe it's a yeah. It's like a it's more of a hived hived thing, isn't it? The only thing I was gonna they hmm. to add to that is that they, yes. we said with the spell jammer. There's the other types of beholders from older like the hmm. orbi and stuff. There was another one that I couldn't think of, and I which was there's there is a um there is a isn't there one that is not that is like you said the dragon one. Isn't there one that's mixed with, uh, like, a fey version of it? Or am I just completely forgetting? Ooh, am I, you, I mixed think, up? No,
0: I think you could be right. I, I don't know. I couldn't find it That's what I my... was
1: I was missing it, but I didn't know if you knew it. That was why I was asking you. <laughs>
0: not, not off the top of my head, but I can I quickly talk about the eyedrake one. So in Fizz Bands, we mm. have this sort of... Uh, it's basically when a beholder dreams of fighting a dragon or something, then this eyedrake is, is sort of born. What's interesting about it, again, is that it is a large aberration but Mm. in the image I think of it as a very small flappy creature almost akin to a gazer Um, Mm. but again it's like it's a half dragon but eyes everywhere yeah um uh, well, it doesn't need, doesn't require food or drink, doesn't surprise me because there's a huge eye and it's a uh, oh, sophagus. but it's like it's taking the, the the sort of traits of a beholder but adding the personality of a dragon so it will look for a horde, it will look for a, a lair to camp out and have a huge treasure horde so that could be amazing in the sense of like hey we're gonna go fight this dragon let's go and it's like huh yeah. it's a bit odd so it's, uh, it's not like all the research we have done for it and then you're like oh no it's, <laughs> it's much worse <laughs> it's...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It is a really yeah. cool visage as well. I love the sort of like jaw coming open with the eye hidden inside it. It's yeah. really, it's a really good design. Like,
0: they, yeah, they combine that idea of the anti magic cone mm. with a breath weapon. So, and I think that's yes. pretty cool. Like, the, that, because that, that's the thing that you wouldn't maybe, would maybe if it's like you sneak up on it and it looks very dragon like and then it's, it opens its mouth and it's just one big eye and then just like, goes
1: <sighs> like, oh. Yeah, you try, I think you would try and like, wouldn't you try and make it more of a, um, like you try and explain it to the characters it's more drag draconic like at first i think Mm -hmm. when you just try to freak like trying to get them on the on the side of thinking oh it's just a dragon it's like oh it's just a dragon but you know what I mean it's like oh it's a small dragon because it'd be quite small I imagine dragon
0: it's it's large so yeah so I guess yes. it's 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 not not as yeah yeah, it's not it's not uh, gigantic or anything like that exactly
1: and so you think oh okay it's just a young dragon then it just opens its mouth and there's an eye like oh no what have I done
0: (laughs) what have I done (laughs) what have I done yeah Yeah, because it's got dark vision it's got passive perception of 18 as well so it's got that same sort of dragon thing so it will know it's there so it could like pretend to be asleep or whatever, as people are mm. stealthing around, and then again, this eye just appears, and then having these rays come out. I assume it comes out of the sort of the wing eyes uh, that sort of flap around, which would be quite cool to uh, to describe as well. Mm. So, yes, but I know I don't know about this, this the idea of a fey beholder, but I if there is I a thing, I think I've I seen it. it
1: on the internet, and it wasn't made by DD as in it's not wizards ah. content, but there is one, yeah, there's a few on there. I could find just now a prismatic one, but I don't think that's the one. but which sounds really cool but uh, yeah. yeah no I, th- I just must have envisaged it and thought oh yeah someone uh, definitely well there you go there's something well, for wizards to add <laughs> wizards to add
0: or for you for us to, to write up at some yes, point exactly. as a because I know they've done fairy dragons so a fairy beholder that's what I was dream, thinking like, that's dream dream what I had in my mind wild. like
1: a, a beholder with like fairy like butterfly wings and sort of thing Ooh. like that I can kind of imagine it
0: oh anyway.
1: yeah it's all, it's all very candy
0: uh, floss colours and, yeah. and greens and pastels yeah exactly absolutely yeah. Um, So, yeah, from from this, I just wanted to really talk about what I like about, certainly this chapter, and I I don't think it happens much in Volos or many of the other books, is Mm. that it talks about, if I open it on D&D Beyond, which will be very useful Mm. to have to hand, uh, and thankfully it's the first chapter, um, is this idea that um, you've got, obviously, physical characteristics to make up what Mm. Beholders look like. Because as we sort of said... They have different characteristics and stuff, so I really like that. So you yeah. can really personalise what you can yeah, because do. because you with do that.
1: see that, like the one you showed on the front of the monster manual is like a big eye, really big eye. Yeah,
0: huge. Um, like, look at that.
1: Horrible. Yeah, exactly. And then, and a massive mouth. And then, like. Xanathar, the one they show in there, the Eye Tyrant one is a bit smaller, you know. So sometimes yeah, you kind of see them as these big, like singular oculus, and then mm. some of them look more like big floating heads with a small eye in them, and then like more cyclops-like. So yeah, I kind of like, and the sort of plated, pitted, scaled, yeah, this, this, warty, this sort of,
0: yeah, the skin texture, like th- mm. like these uh, tables that talk about it. Yeah, you have got like eye color, yeah. which I love. It's almost like a Sims creation thing, I like yeah. an I- Irish shape.
1: Yeah, I, that's the thing. thing. Yeah, because with yeah, the gazers,
0: see... they show the sort of the cross uh, mm. hatch uh, sort of iris. But I love that, like having a mm. keyhole uh, shaped exactly. iris. Exactly. Yeah. Creeps me out, but I love that. Like it's yeah, that's and a, a, string. a string of pearls. And so it's just again, is that interesting? So you could mm. again roll all these things, and you go, okay, so this is what your beholder looks like. And I think it's yeah. giving you that thing, like describing it in such a way that people may not recognize it to be necessarily uh, the typical. Mm. Beholder as well, which I love. There's even a table for eye size, which yeah, is great. That's what I was
1: thinking of. That's why it always because <laughs> they do they do vary quite a lot in the in the imagery, yeah. and yeah, I quite.
0: Yeah. I love how it says on the beholder eye size table, you roll once for the central eye and then once for all the smaller eyes. I just love the idea that you have a really small central eye and then a, loads of huge, like, all balloon-like... One
1: huge one and one little one and one huge one and a medium Ooh. one. It's all very different. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, yeah, almost like a bunch of balloons. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an that's a, that's a image I didn't need to put there. No, there you go. Well, apologies. yeah, exactly. Um... <laughs> And again, following on from this, we obviously have tables for personality traits, yeah. ideals, bonds, flaws, Fun which again, names. I love. Yeah. Oh, names are great as well. Because this is, oh, I didn't really a realize. <laughs> it's a lot of Xs. Yeah. it's a lot of Xs, which I'm interested like, in. But yes, Khan, the idea. Son. is and Stuff like that. Irv,
1: kind Ox. Of. Yeah. 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 V- Velxer. Velxer. Yeah, love it.
0: Yeah, it's that idea. It picks its own name, piecing together sounds and syllables that have significance and meaning. So I like the mm. I like the examples, but I love the idea. You could just literally go to maybe a medicine cabinet and just take bits oh, of yeah. medicine and put them together. A <laughs> <Pseudocrat>. Amoxi-
1: moxiprofen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> energy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Lucasade. No. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, I'd love that. <laughs> Lucasade. It's the name.
1: Lucasade is the, the name of my next beholder. Lucasade.
0: Lucas LucasAid, Excellent. Um and then it goes on to and I, I this is where I think I'm again I haven't read the whole of Volo, so I can't mm. necessarily comment on this, but it gives battle tactics. Mm. Um is this the first time I've ever sort of seen this sort of suggestion of how to play uh, a, a boss monster, essentially, within a D&D official book. I'm, I'm saying that out loud. I, I'm sure there'll be people going, oh, what about this chapter, this chapter? But I think because Beholders are such an interesting creature and there's so much mm. to them, just giving you an idea of what they can do to really yeah. maximise their effect on the battlefield and stuff. So, like, first of all, the main sort of tactic... It, it, I guess it's because Beholders always are analysing, they always have plans upon plans upon plans. Mm. They you know, they know what they're doing. They know their their strategic stuff uh, advantage. So here it says they they can fly. So they're going to stay out of range and sight of all the magical people or all that, you know. It's going to have, it's got this dark vision. It can fly. It's going to make sure the environment is like that as well. Mm. So the idea that the environment you go into is, is just full of huge vaulted ceilings and not much in terms of, uh, sustainable ground, perhaps, like climbing is is going to be very difficult, perhaps, because they're going to be very steep ledges. I just like that. It's, it's going to make it... You ha- for the players, you're going to have to think about how are you going to get close to this creature, which could then on the second turn, use anti-magic very freely, using its eye cone, which I... Yeah. It's this, this ability of the central eye to just cripple enemy st- spellcasters like that, which I love, and you can use it on each turn, and you can move it to a different position and stuff. I just... It's yeah. great. It's like a no, you don't sort
1: of so we, movement. I must admit, like comparatively, like you talk about dragons, we, we talk about dragons in fizzbands and how like tactically they can be quite interesting. But really, at the end of the day, you just stay out of the way of the breath weapon, and you don't stand in lines if they've got a line, and you don't know, stand in mm-hmm. a big spread like near each other. It's basically the trick, but. The beholder is so much more versatile in terms of its movement and the mm. amount of rays it's got and all the different things you're trying to... It's actually quite a lot for the DM to hold on to because it's not just... Because yes. a dragon is breath weapon, claw and bite. You winged know what attack. Winged yeah. attack as well, isn't it? Sort of, you know, you know what as in like it's... There's The breath weapon is its key fun thing. But then... and some. But when it comes to Beholder, holder, there's so many different things that you can be managing, like managing that cone the whole time. I don't think you could do it. I think Beholder's theater of the mind has got to be bloody difficult, like because you could, you. Just, I just don't think it, it's made for a tabletop. Yes. And um, but with that as well, it's just, yeah, they, they, you know, there's they, the whole thing. It says here, well, unless its opponents are concealed by fog and visibility, some magic, the beholder can lurk in the dark and shoot any creature it can see within range of its dark vision. And a dark Mm. room, a 120-foot ceiling allows us to use this tactic requiring opponents to create light at a distance in order to return fire with any accuracy. So it's like, that's such a great sort of, like, thinking of, like, something that you... Mm. Because even invisibility becomes absolutely crap, because in, in, yeah. they just go anti magic rain. You're like, okay, oh, so they can see There you me. are. <laughs> so that one's out. That's pretty much out the door. Yeah. And so fog, unless it's not, unless you have to make non magical fog, which would be mm. kind of in, important to like, just kind of those sort of tactics instead of being like, oh, I create darkness or mm. I create. I um, can't think of a good fog spell. Uh, you know, there, there's another mist. Like, like it? a
0: yeah, like a cloud kill or, or um, a exactly. poison cloud or something like yeah, that. That's yeah, that's
1: it. Yeah, so you'd have to like think. Okay, I'm gonna start burning some wood and like damp wood mm. or something like that to make some smoke or something. And you know, it's mm. kind of it, it's a really I, that's what I like about Beholders the most is that fact mm. that it puts upon players and DMs this sort of tactical yeah. back and forth it, as well. It, which is kind it,
0: of, I would I would say like again going to that environment idea I, when. My, my first encounter with Beholder, which sounds like a very, very uh, pretentious, but um, we were on a bridge in the Underdark, and then suddenly from above we heard this noise, and in, it coming into view is a Beholder. We're all going, oh my god, what are we going to do? Because it's a bridge with no railings, no nothing, and we're just like going, cool, we just want to get past he's like This is my bridge. What are you doing? This is my bridge. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay we just, you know, we'll we're going to get off the bridge. And like, no, yeah. no, it's my bridge. You know, And it's like, okay, okay. And that was that was a very scary fight. Because again, we rolled for initiative. It just went, went straight up and then started shooting at us. And so in the end, we were like, just run, just run. Yeah. That's all we've got, that's all we've got. And we're just pegging it across this bridge. So it fit, we did fit with the mind for that. But at the time, we were just like, if we could easily fall... Anytime yeah. this ray hits us, we could easily just go over the edge and stuff. So, yeah, I absolutely like... stuff. Yeah, using the environment to the to really enf- emphasise, like, you are going to be at a disadvantage because this creature can get to places that... Because it knows. It's created this environment for it. So, It's I love so that, cool. As a tool.
1: It is so cool. And, yeah, I like this. There's lots of things in here. You're talking about the, the tactics, like the use anti-magic freely bit. It talks about, like, because the cone suppresses ongoing magical effects, the beholder might create a secure area in its layer behind her permanent wall of fire or force mm-hmm. so it can just be there and then it can just look go through and then it kind of creates this own little keyhole with its anti-magic Hello. ray you know it's <laughs> yeah. like what's well, it's just and they can just go there if it, you know you can imagine yep. that the fight starts to go wrong for it and it starts mm-hmm. to hide itself hide itself mm. away
0: yeah And going then to what I guess the Beholders are well known for, these eye rays. So Mm. it says it shoots three of the following magical rays at random, Mm. uh, re-rolling duplicates, uh, choosing one to three targets we can see with 120 feet. Hmm. and what i've seen done is the dm just asking a player to roll a d10 and see yes. what they get cuz so i think that's more fun than yeah. you constantly doing it yep. cuz you might get the same ones over and over again but you might also get uh, <laughs> all all load of different ones which are terrifying it goes all the way from like charm ray to paralyzing ray right up until uh, a beautiful one i think it's called it's just called death ray I mean yeah. you might as well just do that.
1: Ignite the death ray. <laughs> it's yeah, it's very much that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I like that. And the disintegration ray is obviously the classic like one classic. that you always think you're like no
0: cuz I can't even save them if they die. Like oh, it's just a very sad like Ooh. It is. But but what and and of course it has legendary actions. So of course yep. in between turns it could do another ray to somebody else. Mm. Um what I like about as well is in the lore of it beholders obviously they're very paranoid creatures so it does say that if there is a a, an adventurer that's proved itself like worthy or something like it Mm. goes I like you I'm going to charm you instead or put you to sleep and then you'll Mm. be my servant so it is if you wanted to play it like that you could be like okay I don't want to kill them but this one's played this one's fought really well good job but you'll be mine now you know it's it's almost like a trophy as well so you could always play it like that because yeah there's like I said you've got charm you know you've got non-lethal Damage, not damaging ones, yeah. but more of effect ones, all the way up to, as you said, disintegration ray, uh, petrification ray, mm. um, which I also I loved because it did say other alternate uses for these rays out of combat, which was yes. like it just I like likes having statues well. around. Yes. <laughs> I no. that's super cute.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I really like that. I think that was. Um... Uh, that's the other thing you're saying, like they've got not only the sort of role playing and how to play them combat, but also this how they would act out of combat. And I guess it makes sense because they're a very, you know, iconic character to have those sort of things. But it's a really cool. The thing I was going to talk about at, at, at some point in this was the Xanathar in Waterdeep, Dragon Heist and that the lair there. And I, I think maybe this might be the way to go Do to it, jump into yeah. it because. There's lots of little idiosyncrasies that they put into that that make you really get a, a sense of that character. And we talked already about his like Silgar, his little fishbowl. Little fish. But interestingly, he has a um he has something called a dream nullifier. So he had a wizard c- constructor device that would prevent it from accidentally dreaming other beholders into existence. Oh, So the bowl-shaped, cool. it's a bowl-shaped, like it's its own fishbowl that it goes into.
0: Which no. is like which
1: stops it from magically wake Sandophile when it starts to dream about other beholders. If it's um Whoa But you can crash you can you can engulf it with an anti-magic field or dispel magic spell and it will crash the fort and shatter. So you can really piss him off. But like that's a really interesting thing. And he Whoa. has an escape route, which they mention here, like they have escape routes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But also you find a chamber in the bottom, spoilers, where there are loads of statues of old beholders, where he's He's like, they're all the, and and you've got also beholders just held in like tanks of like dead beholders being like formaldehyded and they're all the beholders that he's killed. So he's the latest one, but they're all other Xanathars, you know, like in the basement. And it's like oh a little God. trophy room of like, yeah, here are all what I've done. I've, you know, like it's quite cool. It feels very prestige. Oh yeah. wow, I love that. Oh, yes. that is so cool. Yes, it, I love it's that very idea. Very prestige, these, exactly. It is.
0: Yeah. It, oh, oh, I love that. Spoilers if you've not seen Prestige, by the way, but it's
1: a cracking film. <laughs> it, uh, uh, spoilers for like a nearly twenty-year-old Twenty-year-old film. Like... film. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I, 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 yeah, from it talks uh, again back into Tavola's, It does talk about, um, yeah. and it does. I know it does this with all the, the sort of monster mm. law uh, uh, chapters. It talks about different layers for each one of them. So the Beholders mm. layer is always quite interesting. And the ones I just wanted to pick out is this idea that it has eyes in the sky. So mm. even if you drew a huge map of the thing and you're going mm. through, there's like little eye holes or peak holes where it the Beholder can obviously skirt through and look. And run mm. away. So again, yeah. I'm just thinking of having you know those paintings with the eye holes mm. and just it looking around. Secondary and
1: just, uh, secondary passageways, the sort of secret passages you have in fancy houses for the, the yeah. staff, you know, but like for for Xanathar or the Beholder to just sort of poke their little head in. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Walls. Like almost like those those. Uh, yeah, the, the big sort of cut out pictures that you can put your head in uh, yes, on the beach and stuff. the
1: beach, yeah. Really bawdy. <laughs> it's just, <got> <laughs> <head in> it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's a big eye in one of them. Just it's like a massive, like,
1: hulking person doing <laughs> this. It's just, beholding Look <laughs> <head>. these limbs. <laughs> could just um, be lots like, but... of Medusa paintings, potentially. That. Oh, would...
0: I mean, yeah, like, would you know? It could be like a small gazer following you mm. around and it just happens to, like, hide itself exactly. in perfectly beautiful things. And yeah, just to go on again, it talks about treasure and Mm. what the Beholder considers as treasure. I think it's really cool how it it just breaks it down into stuff like tools, gifts, hazards and trophies Mm. and clutter. And what I particularly like, this idea of tools, is that uh, you know, if it's a magic item or something like that, that, um, you know, it, it might, if it needs hands to hold it or something like that, well, then the, the Beholder's going to use it a different way. So it gives the example of like, it can use a magic item but that's held, but it uses like the telekinesis eye ray to do mm. it. So it has, say a wand of magic missiles. And I just love that image of it just holding it. I think you could have beholder wizards or magical beholders that, mm-hmm. that focus out and well wow, so if you wanted to slightly flavour it, flavor yeah. it like that it would be really yeah. cool.
1: I like that. No I really do and the, the little layer they actually show in the map in, in Volos is really nice as well and a really mm-hmm. good way of explaining all the little things we've just talked about and how they could have, or like how they would organise that space and how they would have those fun little things, I think that's cool. Yeah.
0: And yeah, just to to round off on that, it does talk Mm. about, in the Beholder stat block, it talks about these, you know, the lair actions and regional effects, and the one I just wanted to pick up, this idea of a regional effect, is when the Beholder sleeps, there are minor warps in reality that occur, uh, and then vanish 24 hours later, so this idea that there are marks subtly change on the walls, there's an eerie trinket that might appear, and then it just goes, harmless slime may coat a statue, (laughs) like,
1: oh, That's (laughs) nice, you're just sitting there, like... (laughs) <laughs> okay, what's that? It's all but got slippery in
0: here. I just, like... <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just love that idea. You just describing the room deception. Yeah, you know, nothing happens during the night. you wake up, you look past at the slime on the statue. Wait, what? You know, <laughs> <just> like, <"N-n-n-n-n-n." laughs> so that did, that did quite make me laugh per se, but I just I just thought that was quite, you know, an interest, I've not seen regional effects like that, there's always been something like, here's, you know, here's an enemy that's coming, something like, but I guess when you're warping reality, it's it's very hard to describe, so I just like that idea that there's just slime on a statue, and yeah. that's that's indicating that a beholder's nearby.
1: No, I think that's, I think that's pretty cool. It's a bit like the, the little hints they have for like the dragons, the crystal dragons, they sort of like mm. create another, dra- I think, I don't know, I can't remember if it was all dragons, like if it's a- or just ancient dragons that they start affecting the area around them, but like ones with the, mm. I remember the gem dragons, lots of gemstones might start crystallizing yeah. in water and stuff like that. It's sort of a little, that mm. sort of a sh- sense that D&D always has of powerful beings having an effect mm. on the world is quite, is very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. I also like their pets. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> that's yes. always a fun one. I mean, they have they've, they've got more serious ones like Beholder zombies, and basilisks and flesh golems. But nothing does beat a little fish in a fishbowl. I don't think to be honest. I
0: I agree with that because it really it because it's that it's, it's it's the odd thing about it, right? That's the thing. It's yeah. this horrible, scary thing that's gonna it could easily mm. kill you, and it's like hang on what is it little fishy (laughs) you're like huh yeah (laughs) it's it's, it is yeah it's like you 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 see that in like spider-man villains and stuff like that there's always like a a weak point which you don't expect or 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 like a thing and you're like you're having to get these images like oh they're not mess they're not necessarily this 2d image of a villain per se there's something else to them so yeah i absolutely yeah i love that so, yeah, I, I mean, that's a whistle-stop tour into mm. Beholders. Uh, how what do you think overall? Like, is there anything that really captures your imagination or or you're like, oh, I'm going to stay away from that or I'll change this? What, do, what would you say?
1: See, I think they're kind of, I think because they're so iconic, I think as much as I would like to use them more as like an NPC, I must admit, mm. I think there's like fun about them. I think what it gives you is a lot of things that sort of always, I like a good NPC that's got an edge to them that, that I think if they would have that sort of, everyone's afraid of them. Mm. rather than play them as a combat maybe Mm. I don't know what. it's just my personal opinion but that's kind of what I think they'd be really fun as and just playing that sort of crazed maniac uh, as well Mm. as the sort of the slightly on edge that is able to exist in front of humans and and beings somehow but you know is at some point and then maybe just have them randomly create a little baby one at some point just you know (laughs) just staying you know you you come back to the shop the next day and it's like Meet you know, Zeno. This is this is you know this is my
0: yeah. No, <laughs> I'm Zeno. i How can I help you Yeah, exactly? You? And then, it's, then it turns
1: out to be um, uh, uh, the blood sucking ones. And then or the like, death kiss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, ah, fuck something. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: I think I think I, I liked your idea of like it feels like. A really good one to like sit down and do a full-on yeah. combat of it. Like yeah. I, I would see this one that you'd get the get the lair set up. You'd mm. have the the minis. You'd have you'd get you get all the sheets out. You get the little cone stuff so you can foxy because I think that would be yeah. such an interesting combat yeah. to run, uh, and it would not just for you as a DM but for the players as well because it's one of those things. I get. I think this in Mine does it to an extent, but I, mm. I would just love to see how it's. Properly playing out. And like, I would love to try it as a, as a proper run them through mechanically, see what you can do. And I think, because mm. it, it keeps your players on edge as well. Like you said, this uh, this idea of rolling random eye rays, seeing the damage, and seeing, oh, what well, we've got it this time. And I, I think it's one of those things where it requires little planning in yeah. terms of encounter, because you know it's going to be an eye ray at some point. Uh, it doesn't matter what per se, because you could just roll it randomly. And it's just making, you know, you're just like, okay, it's going to be this, this, and this. Uh, just keep out of reach. It, I think it's like, possibly one of the most easiest creatures to run. I say that without running it, obviously, but I think it'd be the one I'd love to run. I think, I it's think it would a be
1: very order. difficult to run, personally, but I like how you think it'd be easy. But maybe, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think, just... I
0: think like, in terms of like, uh, which one should I do? I was like, well, there's yeah, little like I you can so. do, but I think I just, I was, for me, I'm just remembering those legendary actions, yeah. just staying out of out of the way, uh, and then maybe doing a drive-by, yeah. uh, what was it? Bite, perhaps, if I felt yeah. if I felt like it, but unlikely, I just want to use the rays, You want to stay out of it, I think. Yeah. Fantastic.
1: So, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Cool. All Brilliant. right. Well,
0: oh. well. Thank you, Hamilton, for indulging me on my. Uh... Well, no. I, I,
1: to be honest, it's been a pleasure to listen because you have really. I mean, like Beholders i really like, but you've you've clearly got a lot of love for them, which is really just, good to I hear. Just, because I think I just, no, there's
0: just there's just something about them that makes yeah. me go, Ooh, it's not a dragon and it's not a mimic. Yeah. It's, it's somewhere in between. <laughs> somewhere
1: in between. <laughs> that is a so, good. No. I've never thought of that, but that's a really good point. Actually, they are the they are the epitome of those two put together.
0: Mm. i I think so for sure anyway uh hamilton what's up with you how's things going what's Um, up what's what's up what's up what's up as we Um, we
1: end the show as we end the show uh what what am i doing we are we've moved around we are on monday nights now doing our dragon's duel actual plays uh we've got Mm -hmm. the shattered realm on a monday night 9 p.m uk that's going well and then we've got the darkest timeline on Sunday nights. Yeah. That's sort of at now as well. We've sort of moved around since everyone was doing charity streams on Saturday. So we were like, let people watch more important, making money for good people called causes than our stupid faces. Mm-hmm. So we did that, and. Um, and yeah, and then we're having a game show at the end of the month, which should be good fun yeah. with some, some fun people, which will be exciting, which I can hopefully announce next week. So that'll be good. And that's yeah. about it. What, a, what about you, Fiona? What about where and all that stuff?
0: Me, little old me. Um yeah. Cool. Well, yes. Uh, so I run Where? Uh, what Am I Rolling? The twice monthly RPG one shot podcast. As always, it's going very, very well. Um, We're currently putting out uh, Mars Colony 39 Dark, which is a Mm -hmm. two-person sci-fi political thriller which is, I really really enjoyed it. It felt like if you're really into your long political feature-length films uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that uh, but it's just it's me sounding really sad most of the time because things keep going wrong on my colony um, but yeah I really really enjoyed that uh, cool. Long uh, long Haul 1983 which oh, we talked exactly about in the one. previous episode yeah. uh, that's coming out and it, c- currently in the post so I'm just listening back to it and stuff like that and cool. I will It's going to, there's definitely going to be lots of content warnings on it so okay. <laughs> enjoy that <sort> of thing. <laughs> and hopefully there'll be some happier ones coming out too yeah. I, I do tend when I do the solo RPG stuff like I really really love it but when I have some back and go, well, this might be very depressing for people who are just really <laughs> wanted to find out Have a nice relaxing stuff.
1: evening listening to something it turns exactly. out, it, yeah, I get you it's, it's
0: quite sad, but in exciting news, I have planned yeah. a game of Paranoia coming up, which I'm really looking forward to, so that is a sci-fi dystopian, uh, almost dark comedy where oh. Friend Computer is like an a- aging failing AI system in Alpha yeah. Complex and all of your players are playing troubleshooters who have to help Friend Computer, but if they don't they might be laid as traitors and die, and it's that sort of thing where it's very 1984, but also Monty Python esque, and it's all sort of like, you know, it's like that sort of Warhammer like heresy type thing. Go, yeah. are you saying something heretical? No, are, are you saying something heretical? <laughs> like, like sort of, and it encourages Fantastic. that sort of little competitive competitive element rather than cooperative element between players. So I'm very excited to play that. I'm, I've been Fantastic. it's one of the ones I want to play for a long time. So. Cool. Yeah, looking forward to that. And Fantastic. of course, finally, 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 finally is uh, uh, offer code at DMBC at uh, Third Space Gaming, where you get yeah. 10% off your first order, wherever that may be. Um, there's obviously uh, the new book coming out, the called the Never Deep, the Critical yeah. Role book. I'm sure they'll have a copy of it in there. So if you want to pre-order that, use DMBC and get 10% off. Fantastic. And I think that's it. That's it. That's all
1: our notices. I think that's all our plugs and everything. I heard someone say our saying on the winter elliptics. I did. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) What was. Yeah. See, on the. Flip side, and I was like, Ah, oh, oh, yes, yes, just <laughs> because they're Because fl- they, they were they were flips. flipping, were they? Yeah, they're they were
0: probably much cooler than us to be yeah, fair. Yeah, they were. So. To be yes, yeah.
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> well, well, as as they say at the Winter Olympics. Exactly. We'll, we will
1: see you on the flip <laughs> on side. The flip side. <laughs> bye. Love you, bye.